Welcome to Coffee and Conversation, a podcast that's all in the name. Good coffee with great conversation. Here's your host, Larry Vincent. All right. Well, welcome to the Coffee and Conversation podcast. I am your host, Larry Vincent, and, and with me today, uh, continuing our, our series, our season three on the uh, unchurched or de-churched uh, you know, topic, uh, I have with me Frida. Welcome, Frida. Thank you, Larry. Happy to be here. Uh, you know, it's really funny because I forgot to mention to you uh, the the uh, the tradition of our podcast of having the first sip. Uh, <laughs> and I bit you to it already. I was trying to taste. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That goes. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna have uh, my first sip, your your second sip, or third or fourth. I don't know how many sips you took. Uh huh. <laughs> so uh, what are, what are you drinking there, Frida? So this is a. Uh, toasted white mocha okay. from Starbucks. Yep, to- yeah. toasted white mocha from Starbucks, yes. which is a, a common uh, 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 business that we uh, frequent okay. <laughs> here on the podcast. It's a good choice for coffee, I understand. But full disclosure, my guilty pleasure is gas station coffee. Oh, Frida, I lost so much respect <laughs> for you. No. <laughs> That's what I go for. Until recently, though. So I was cleaning out my car a couple of days ago and had a coffee cup sitting there. Uh, that left in the car for maybe two days or so. So the gas station coffee had time to settle, and I went in and I saw what was really in there. It's like oil and syrup. So oh. I'm trying to get out of that habit now. I don't uh, think Starbucks would be guilty of that. L- listen, Frida, if, <laughs> if uh, you know, I know that uh, you know the, the conversation on the church we're going to have in just a minute, but I'm also a coffee evangelist. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, okay. Uh, so anytime you need good coffee, uh-huh. I will hook you up. Okay. All right. Uh, because I know a lot of people uh, who roast. My brother's a roaster, as a matter of oh, fact. As it oh, awesome. Out. Okay. Yeah. This, this is pretty good, though. I tried some earlier. I like it. Oh, so good. It's a good choice. Good. Yeah, well, so, I'm yeah. going to have my first sip if you want to have What are you drinking? I'm drinking uh, my, my usual fans of the podcast. Okay. We'll know. My blonde flat white with non fat milk. Sounds uh, fancy. And this one's an extra shot because I'm tired. Oh, I hear you. <laughs> here's to that. Oh, here's we to need that. some caffeine today. <laughs> mm hmm. Oh, that's good. That's always that good. good stuff. Thank yes, you to absolutely. the uh, barista at Starbucks. Uh, I believe Megan made it uh, today. Thank you, Megan. She yes. got the right amount of sweet in there. Yeah, like she it. she did good. Yes. She did good. Yes. So let's uh, let's get to know you a okay. little bit, uh, Frida. Um, tell me a little bit about your current, you know, uh, family life, married kids, any of that stuff. Okay. So yes, I am a mother to two boys. Yay. How, yeah. How old? One's five. The other one turns two next month. Oh, so you're just starting to get into the school yes. age. Yes, yes, fun times. He seems to like it, though, yeah. so, yeah, we, we, we got lucky in that regard. So, out of curiosity, because mm-hmm. uh, I have a kindergartner uh-huh. uh, as well, uh, what did you guys do for 100th day? Oh, you know, his dad is today, isn't it? His dad made him this off, uh, awesome Minecraft T-shirt. Oh, cool. Yeah, it got off of Pinterest or something. It looked really good. We were all excited about it until he tried it on this morning, and it was humongous on him. <laughs> it hung up his frame, was like down to his ankles. Aww. So, I don't know. He kind of took it in his backpack. I have a feeling once he gets to school and sees what everybody else is wearing, then he'll go ahead and pull it out. Yeah. But yeah. Yep. I thought it looked good. Dad did a good job. So, so. Is, is Dad the crafter in, in the family? He's turning out to be now. Okay. <laughs> Dad's retired uh, oh. Air Force, so he gets to be the manny now, stay home and raise the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, he, he has time to do that kind of stuff. So That's sweet. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm yeah. former military myself, okay. so I'm former I'm Army. Ah, we are too. Well, we're both prior Air Force. Oh, are you? Yes. Awesome. He was in for 20. I just did my four and 
moved on to something Yeah, else. I did the worst of it. I did 10. Oh I was halfway. Yeah, I know. See, look, I get the same. The <laughs> podcast audience doesn't know. She just gave the, what are you talking about look? What? Right? You were yeah, right there. I was halfway done. Yes, you were. Uh, I had uh, I had some reasons as to why I needed okay. to get out. Okay. Uh, you know, and... Uh, uh, and and now as a you know a veteran of OIF okay um, and and you know battling you know the PTSD yes all that kind of stuff yes. there was a lot of reasons why I understand uh, I had to get out uh, but uh, I do love my brothers and sisters in arms absolutely and it's a good so, group of people mass respect yeah. we make fun of each other a lot yes we do uh, but man respect <laughs> yes right? yes we do um, yeah so okay yeah so my my wife is the crafter okay uh, and she made a uh, hundred lightsabers. On a shirt. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and off of a, I don't know, puffy paint, I guess. Okay. Uh, and uh, Silas, uh, my 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 six year old, uh-huh. uh, just I mean he loved it. Oh, that's awesome, and yeah. it fit right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's yeah, awesome. It, it did fit right. This is our yeah. uh, Silas is our fifth out of six kid. Oh, uh, not so, your first rodeo then. Yeah, so okay. uh, Heather has the experience necessary <laughs> to like ask the right questions. Yes, right? absolutely. And so she get yeah, the she, measurements right and know everything. Try it out before we get to gluing and yeah, decorating. Yeah, it. exactly yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's how we worked it. Absolutely. So, so okay, tell us more about about your family and. and uh, so we moved here from Virginia, which okay. is the last place we were stationed at, and he was getting out. We kind of wanted to uh, bring the kids closer to family. Okay. So his parents are in San Antonio and we went too crazy about that. So Indiana was the other option where my parents are. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so far it's been awesome. They are awesome grandparents. They are in my kid's life and it just worked out great. Oh, that's so great. Yes. Yes. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So, so let's talk about growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, where, uh, what part of Indiana did you grow up in? I did not. Okay. I actually grew up in Kenya. Okay. Yeah. So born and raised. Okay. Uh, when we first moved here, we lived in Fort Wayne, and I thought that was too small town for me. So we yeah. were trying to move to a big city, which is why I signed up for the Air Force. And then they sent me to South Dakota, Rapid <laughs> City, South Dakota. <laughs> the epitome of big city. <laughs> made Fort Wayne look like New York City. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, I just stayed there until it was time to get out. So, yeah. Okay, so, you said, but so your parents made their way over here, though. Yes, we knew somebody who lived here from back home, so that's oh, how okay. we chose Indiana out of all the places we sure. could have settled in. Yeah, they like it here, so they've been to like everywhere we've been to. They've come to visit in Florida, they visited South Dakota, they came to Virginia, and every time they're like, it still doesn't be Indiana. So yeah, well, yeah, that's I mean, that my in-laws are from Bedford, Indiana, which okay. is just south of here. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And uh, it, they did the same thing. Okay. We went to Minnesota for a couple of years. Uh-huh. You know, we went over to, uh, we were in Ohio. I'm born and raised in Ohio. Okay. You know, so we have, you know, we have, mm-hmm. the, but her family is always there. Okay. They're always there. And, it's and that's so cool. all they know. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's exactly good. Right. Yeah. So, so when did you move, when did you move then to the States? Uh, when I was 19. So it's been about a little over a decade now that we've lived here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A lot has happened since, so, (laughs) but yeah, that's the beauty of this place, and I always tell people, my dad was an engineer back home, Okay. but his heart was never really into it. Uh, College opportunities are so limited there, you kind of pick what you want to do, so he got picked to be a water engineer, a hydrologist, but he came here, and suddenly, it's a whole new world, you can do whatever you want to do, so he's a nurse like I am. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and he likes it. Yeah. He's always wanted to be in the medical field, and he just found his niche, so. Oh, that's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, so so what was, uh, so did you go to church then, uh, uh, what is your church history? What's your church experience like? So, <laughs> kind of come full circle. At my age, at my stage in life, I'm kind of where my parents were at my age. Okay. Uh, growing up, they didn't go to church 
when I was, they grew up, did they grow up in the church? I think they grew up in the church. Now, when we say church, are we talking Christian church or is there, uh, was there a different religion? I mean, we've been exposed to everything. Sure. So I would say I grew up Presbyterian. Okay. But uh, I got picked to go to a Catholic high school. <laughs> so, I yeah. mean, I did rosary and mass five days a week. Okay. For four years. Yeah. So I've, I've had exposure to religion and Christianity specifically. Yes. Okay. So, um, I guess we can delve into why I'm here today and why I don't go to church anymore. Well, let's talk about your church experience first growing up. Because I think that forms who we are today. Okay, yeah. So so what was church like for you then? Um, I would say it was out of obligation. Okay. Is why I did it. Sure. Uh, It was a place to socialize when we were younger. Okay. But all along, it just never made sense to me. Okay. Uh, Deep down inside, like I said, I just went because I felt like I had to be there. Yeah, right. So it wasn't bad in any way. I I mean... I can't really say I had any bad experiences going to church, except that we had to be there. Right. Especially yeah. in high school. And wait, a look, a lot be. of teenagers have yes. that experience, yes. right? I mean, yes. In the American church, and I'm assuming you're talking about your time in Kenya. Yes. Right? Uh, I, it's nice to it's nice to know from a pastor's perspective that it's not just an American problem. No, it wasn't. It was, <laughs> no, know? that's good to know. Yeah, so, I mean, it helps keep people out of trouble. It's a place to be, and you learn some uh, valuable life lessons, I would say. Yeah. But just deep down inside, and so it's not really that the church is an issue. It's Christianity in general just never made sense to me then. Okay. As much as I went and I delved into it. And then the older you get and you start learning about history and how it got started and, you know, it kind of makes less sense the further along I go into it. Okay. So that's why. Okay. Yeah. So So at a certain point you're like, yeah, this no longer makes logical sense. Yes. Um, for me, uh, for me to go to exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Uh, is there and, and and if you're not comfortable sharing any of this, that's fine. But uh-huh. is there any sp- uh, specifics that you thought, man, this just doesn't? How how is this even accurate? I guess the biggest question would be if Christianity uh, is what people say it is. Mm-hmm. I've had moments where something happens, and you think you may not tell me there's somebody somewhere up there who could keep this from happening, but just. Like, it's, I mean, how do you say it? The wave of a wand and all that goes away. Yeah. But chooses not to, mm-hmm. you know? And I've had people try to explain it to me, you know, free will. And some say it's something we did in the past that has mm-hmm. got us into where we are now. Mm-hmm. So suffering is part of human nature. Mm-hmm. But, it's, gosh, it just, some stuff is so ugly. And to think there was somebody somewhere who could have stopped it. Yeah. And didn't. So it's, a, it's the question of why would a loving God allow yes. these things to happen? I am very much an empath, and I feel bad when stuff happens. Sure. And I empathize, but then at the end of the day, you're like, oh my gosh, there's somebody who was a witness to this, and mm-hmm. yeah, so. Yeah, no, and, and, and you know, that's a fair question mm-hmm. to ask, mm-hmm. and it's a question I think a lot of people ask. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the point of today's podcast is not for me to respond because I have a response. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I would love to hear it, but, uh, but yeah, let's not do it. Okay, but I hear it. Yeah. But, yeah, but, uh, you know, I think you know, I would love to have that conversation offline uh-huh. to say, hey, you know, just give me my perspective on okay. it. Okay. You know, because I think that, you know, uh, the, the, one of the things that the church globally mm-hmm. could do better, uh, and I've seen a lot of churches actually starting to go towards this way, is to answer those questions. Okay. To be a safe place to ask the questions. Yes. Because let me. Because this is my, this is the question I have. You have these doubts. Uh huh. As you're going through your high school years, especially. Absolutely. Right. Uh, did you ever bring those questions to your pastor at your church? Uh no. 
never really had like a sidebar with a pastor. Did you think my grandma was deeply into the church though, and she would try to answer the tough questions? Yeah. I would be like, So you mean to tell me there's your God? And at one point I told her, I said, So if you're saying your way is the right way and the like people of other religions say their way is the right way, mm-hmm. so who's right here? Are yeah. you telling me that they're gonna go to hell for not believing in Jesus Christ? And she pretty much said yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Christianity, they'll answer your question. Well, we answer questions up to a certain point, but then, then the cop out comes along. It's all about faith past a certain point. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're not allowed to ask the difficult questions. Yeah, just have faith and like trust the process. And God works in mysterious ways is what we get told a lot. You know, and that's and that's the frustrating thing for me as a pastor. Okay. Uh, because I want people to ask questions. Like okay. I love difficult questions. Okay. Uh, you know, and 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 I know. The, st- the rest of the staff here uh-huh. uh, loves difficult questions, right? right. And, and, and I think it's, and, and this is, I'm not saying this is your case, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. But I think for a large amount of people, it's, um, you know, it, it's assumed that they can't ask those questions, yes. right? Yes. Um, and, and yet I, I can't, I don't know of a pastor who wouldn't welcome, you know, someone to say, hey, I have some serious questions about the faith. You uh-huh. know, um, I'm in a real crisis here. Now, granted, there are pastors who will not answer those questions correctly. Yes. Uh, they will tell you the, 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 the answer of, oh, you just got to have faith. And it kind of feels like the burden is on you to come up with answers for yourself because yeah, right. I have questions and I'm still here. Right. So you need to get over your doubt and show up every Sunday. Right. Is what it feels yeah. like. And, yeah. And, and I will tell you now mm-hmm. uh, that I, 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 nor any of the pastors I know mm-hmm. personally, um, would say to you, just get over it okay you know it would be no let's wrestle together because christianity is a struggle okay it is a struggle mm. right uh, i mean if you if you read the bible and i don't know how familiar you you, you are with the bible i mean you grew up in it so yes, you should be pretty, pretty familiar. familiar yeah um but how many times in the psalms were there struggles how many times did people question where are you god Yes. You know, how? Why would you let these things happen? Those are yes. questions in the Psalms, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and 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 even when uh, Jesus did things that were not uh, that were confusing to his disciples, mm-hmm. he welcomed questions, right? That's true. All I, the time. I kind of wish, like, sometimes they had recorded more than, <laughs> yeah. like, people. It's the same thing with Jesus. They ask questions after a certain point. And then it was time for him to move on to the next crisis. Yeah. So, like, these stories don't dive deep into, enough into, the like, the little day-to-day questions that we struggle with. You know, I, although I think, though, if you search if, if you search deep enough into the scriptures, mm-hmm. you will find some of those nuanced day-to-day things. Okay. You know, like, I, I, my job is mm-hmm. to take the Bible and to apl- make it applicable okay. to your life. So what version of the Bible do you use? I use a lot of them, okay. um, but I, I preach out of the NIV because I, that's common English, okay. and so it's easy to understand. Gotcha. I study out of the English st- uh, Standard Version okay. because it's more literal yes. um, and it's closer to the Greek. Okay. Uh, and so I want it closer to the Greek version for my own study. Do you ever feel like people, uh, like, how do I say, picked and chose whatever version of the Bible they wanted to put out there? Because I made to understand, like, the Catholic Church has books under lock and key that they'd rather people not see. They, okay, so, so that's, that, that's, uh, that, that's almost like, conspiracy theorist. Like, right? how did the Bible come to be the Bible? So, yeah, uh-huh. so, yes. so the Bible, uh, there was, uh, uh, what's, I'm, now I'm forgetting the name of the councils. There it is. Uh, there, were, there were many councils uh-huh. uh, that met when there was only the Catholic Church. Uh-huh. Okay? Yes. And they took what was the common 
uh, readings of the time in the uh-huh. church, and they what we say canonized them, right? Uh-huh. Made them canonical. Yes. Um, and uh, and the ones that they rejected. Uh-huh were ones that were uh, introduced later on as a um, as a way to dissuade Christianity. So they were, you know, they were fakes. Okay. You know, um, and uh, they were also, uh, you know, things that they were they considered were not um, uh, from the original original apostles. And so that's <clears throat> that was their criteria, and that's a. A simple answer to a very complicated mm-hmm. question. Yes, uh, but there there were about three different councils that talked about the books of the Bible, uh-huh. which ones to come in, how do we canonize, which doctrines do we think you know about Jesus need to come carry through, and so and it wasn't just one person settling it; mm-hmm. it was a whole bunch of people, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Santa Claus, Saint Nicholas. <laughs> Yes. Uh, is famously punched a guy for having a wrong doctrine in the middle of a council. Oh, <laughs> brought up the wrong stuff he did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it was it was it was one of those like non-negotiable, you know. And obviously, I would never, uh, you know, encourage violence. Mm-hmm. I just think it's funny that Santa Claus punched a dude. <laughs> <laughs> he was human. Like yeah, the rest of yeah. Us. That's good. Uh, yeah. So you know, so yeah, I, there 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 is, and yes, do I think that. Uh, the English translations that we have mm-hmm. are are as accurate as they should be. Probably not, because okay. when you translate anything from a different language, mm-hmm. and you probably know this better than anybody. Yes, some uh, stuff gets lost in there. There's a lot of stuff that's lost yes. in translation. Yes, you know, uh, and you know, and I think we've uh, our English version sometimes, uh, as I put it, wussifies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the yeah. actual content of what the Bible is telling us. Okay. Uh, you know, and that's why. I encourage people to mm-hmm. not just read the Bible, yes. but study the Bible. You know? I guess study would be a way to put it because sometimes, like, some just doesn't make sense. Why did this person do that? Now, Santa was different times. Yes, but I'm being vague now because it's been a while since I picked up a Bible. No, look, but, yeah. there's a lot yeah. of there, there's a there's a lot of uh, issues today with non-believers about mm-hmm. the treatment of women in the Bible, mm-hmm. um, uh, with you know slavery um, yes. uh, in the Bible, mm-hmm. with. Um, uh, if I could just think of other, you know, oh, well, the treatment of homosexuality in mm-hmm. the Bible—that's mm-hmm. that's a big one, um, and and I don't think it's uh, it's as dangerous as mm-hmm. people as people think it is. Like I, I think that if you if you take a thoughtful look, and I, you know, and and I'm not saying that people who disagree with me aren't looking at it thoughtfully, mm-hmm. but if you look at a if you take a thoughtful look at the Bible, you can at least see the perspective. Of the of the of the author and what okay. he was trying to get at. Okay. You know, um, so so yeah. So as you were going through this whole transformation, uh-huh, then, uh-huh. these questions weren't getting answered. They were not. And and so so you were like, I'm done. Not done. I'm just. It got to a point where you realize, well, not done. Just I'm gonna try figure it out on my way on my okay. own, but go a different way. Okay. So. I believe there is a higher power somewhere okay. because, I mean, look at everything that goes on around you. You can't explain it all just right. by science and biology and whatever you right. have. It's just I don't accept Christianity's way. I think it's too simplified as far as explanations for uh, the man above or the person above, mm-hmm. man or woman. I don't know. So I guess that is where I'm at at this point is there is a higher power, but there's more to it than what Christianity tries to explain it as. Okay. Yeah. And that's fair. And, and yeah. my only pushback would be to what you believe Christianity 
to your viewpoint of Christianity, your perspective, or your experience with Christianity up to this mm-hmm. point. Is that correct? Uh, sorry, I don't understand that. Question. So, so you say that you know that the the Christianity is is uh, answers are too simple, too reliant upon you know the mysterious and not the actual concrete, yeah. or it uh, doesn't make much sense to me. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and my pushback then would be yeah. just via your experience. Yes. That that uh, that you would. Uh, I I would I would wonder if you would recognize that there could be a different version of Christianity uh, or an authentic version of Christianity uh, that would that would deal with the answers with to my you. questions. I get what you're saying yeah. now. Yes, does that makes sense. It does make sense. So yeah. the Christianity I knew back then is not right. what Christianity right. is about today. Yes, so, yes. yeah. Uh-huh. And, and not to say that there aren't churches who still answer the questions yes. vaguely and, and stereotypically and surface levelly. Yes, uh, that's a word. Um, <laughs> or throw out scripture that doesn't make sense right. to, or doesn't apply to the yeah. situation you're asking about. Right, exactly. So, yeah. 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 Uh, th- th- there are plenty of churches that do that. Yes. Uh, but I, but there are still, uh, there, there could be churches, mm-hmm. and I think there are, yes. churches that deal with it correctly. Okay. You know, um, so, so, so you weren't done. You were just, you were just done with the church. Yes. Okay. I might come back one day. Okay. If I find the answers I'm looking for out there that lead back to... The church. Yeah. It's Challenge accepted. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's great. And I, and I think that's that's the a common response okay. to the church, don't you? Yes. Do you have friends that do you have friends that that, that, that have experienced this as well? What come back to the church or left the church? Le- left the church for your reasons. I feel like a lot of people don't talk about it. It's not something you're gonna get into with someone you meet them the first time, you know. Sure. Unless you're here voluntarily like I am today. Yeah. So a lot of my friends, my church-going friends, are kind of... First of all, I don't know a lot of people in my shoes. A lot of my friends don't go to church. But a lot of them, it's the same thing. Just go out of obligation, or mm. it makes them feel better. Yeah. And I'm just not wired that way at this point in my life. Yeah. 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 I, I, and, I, and I get that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, have you... In your, it's been 10 years since you've been in church? I go once in a while. Like, okay. they'll have a function, or... What was the last time I went to church? It was a get together for like the Kenyan community in Indiana. Okay. And I took my five year old with me. <laughs> that was interesting. He had all sorts of questions about the whole place. But yeah. Sure. So yeah, I okay. still go once in a while, but not to an actual service. It might be like a church related function that I'll. So attend. you you've come in on the what we call the fringe level stuff. You know the the fellowship events. The, yes. Um, those kind of things. Yes. Uh, but not how long has it been since you've been in a worship service? Oh my. Probably about. Maybe three years ago. Okay. Yeah, around Christmas when we were visiting my in-laws, and that was kind of the agenda for the day is this church. Sure. So your in-laws are um, church-going people? Yes. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, uh, So so has that had a a positive or negative impact on you? Uh, I would... Gosh, and they're going to be listening to this podcast. I have questions for them, too. That, I can edit this part out that's if you fine. feel comfortable with it. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I try to make this about me and my problems with the church. So I'm not trying to come across as judgmental to anybody. No, I understand completely. On the outside. But we went to their church, and it was so, how do I put this, commercialized. It was like, you know how Jesus went to the temple, mm-hmm. and there were people dealing in there, and he had to flip the tables and tell them this is not how it's supposed to be? Sure. That's what it reminded me of. There was ATMs in the hallway. 
<laughs> people with draw money. Um, big church, and they discuss politics and endorse one side uh, much more strongly than another. Yeah. And how do I put this? They're on the business side of the church. Mm -hmm. So they kind of go, but there's something in it for them. So yeah. I know they get uh, like a sense of fulfillment out of it. But they'll be gone all day yeah. because one's in the church and one's an usher. Okay. And it kind of opened my eyes to a side of church I didn't know existed. The kind right. of like you volunteer, so you have to be here. Yeah. And you have to wear black because you're in the choir. And so they're not so nice to the volunteers who are in the church. Yeah. 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 And that's an unfortunate practice that I think a lot of churches do. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and really, I think one of the biggest disservices mm -hmm. um if i'm just being transparent and honest that the yeah, church let's do it. Uh -huh. th that the church has is uh you know is that we've taken the political side yes you know um while maintaining that tax exemption status yeah so yeah, yeah. well you know I, I, fortunately now i guess fortunately uh, -huh. uh you know uh our, our current president has made it legal now to talk about those things i oh, guess i didn't yeah. even know that yeah <laughs> okay uh but and i think that's right and i'm sure i'm going to get a thousand emails saying how wrong I am on that, but <laughs> that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, I think the church needs to be apolitical, yes. uh, but should still talk about the moral issues that exist within politics. I absolutely agree. You, know, you can uh, speak on the activism side of it. Yes without endorsing a specific side. Let the congregation figure for themselves right. which way you're leaning towards yeah. without and, ex and explicitly yeah. endorsing. Yeah. yeah, that's a hard line to walk, though. I mean, yes. and, you know, and, and, and just being honest, it's a hard line to walk. Mm -hmm. You know, I have my own feelings and opinions towards, uh, you know, our current president and yes. you know, President Trump and uh, and Democrats and Republicans all together, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and anyone who knows me probably knows what those are. Yes. Uh, you know, but... I don't think the church is the place to air those out. That's true. Um, you know, and I've seen churches uh, air those out. Yes. Um, you know, and... You and know, the and assumption is everybody in your congregation is supposed to feel the way you do. Exactly yes. right. And, uh -huh. and while that might be true for the majority, mm -hmm. there is a minority in there that, that doesn't... That's true. That doesn't agree with that. And, and that and, is true of both sides of the coin. You yes, have those is. that endorse one side and the others endorse the other yes, side. So, yeah, yeah, completely accurate. Yes. Uh, and, you know, and to our, to our uh, senior pastor's credit, the one who, you know, the preacher mm -hmm. in our church, uh, he does... A really good job of, you know, uh, promoting his his viewpoints, mm -hmm. or not promoting, explaining, I should say. Yes. His his viewpoints, while not endorsing um, a yeah. political party or okay. candidate. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I you know, I think that's that works really well. Now mm -hmm. we've been accused of supporting a, a particular side. side okay. You know, um, you know, and that's somewhat frustrating. Yes. You know, but. I guess you can't get away from all of it. That's true. You know, uh, but we don't flaunt it. Okay. You, know you don't I mean? explicitly go out and say name names and yeah, exactly right. Yeah, 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 exactly right. Because we take that, you know, that seriously. Mm -hmm. you know? We don't mm -hmm. want to persuade towards a political party. And I can respect that because if it's a congregation, you're going to have different views. Yes. So you're free to discuss them without going entirely all the way there right. and and naming names and telling people how they're supposed to feel. Right. But yeah, that's. That's just that side of the church. My parents go to another church, well, mm -hmm. here in Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, that one stays mostly apolitical. Yeah. And, yeah, large congregation. And, and so would a church for you 
need to uh, be in a political church if you if, for you to attend it. So I want them to address their teachings or what Jesus taught in the current political climate. Yeah. And one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So address the difficult stuff. Homosexuality. Yeah. Uh-huh. The Bible might say it's a sin or whatever, but it is here in this day and age and right. it's part of government now. So what yeah. are you, what what are we supposed to like guide your congregation on that? Yes. Uh, I do want like a more how do I say it? Address the difficult questions. Um, look at Christianity from a historical standpoint. Why was there so much bloodshed mm. in the name of Jesus Christ? Yeah. Uh, I mean, slavery at a point was supposedly endorsed by Christianity yeah. and was used to keep people down. Yes. Unless just, you were Quakers, and then it wasn't. You know, it, you know I looked to the Quakers. That's fascinating, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just so, like yeah. there's always a, an authentic side of Christianity uh-huh. in every culture that we've seen. And uh, but yes, we should. Yeah, we yeah. do not address it. You're right. Yes. Yeah. That too. Uh, what else do I feel like the church needs to address? There was one more. No, it's, <laughs> I forgot about it. We'll come back to that's that. That's fine. Yeah. yeah I, uh, but I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know that that we are in this culture. Yes. And we need to have a response mm-hmm. as to how we should live as Christians in that culture. That's true. You know. Um, Tailor it to the times. Yes. Today. Yes. I believe uh, uh, Gandhi has this famous quote uh-huh. that everyone everyone knows or should, you know uh, has heard it at least, and it's you know I um, I like your Christ. I don't like your Christians. Oh. If your Christians acted more like your Christ, <laughs> I might be I, I might be inclined to follow. That's not even though that last part's probably not the exact, the exact word, uh-huh. but that's the gist of it. That's true. You know, um, and and so what we need to learn then is how would Jesus be in this climate? What is our response? Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 for some to be you know uh, to to be completely honest, some of it is activism. Some of it is standing up for the rights of all people. That's true. Um, you know, uh, and especially with abortion, you mm-hmm. know, and, and that's a really big topic amongst Christians right now. Yeah. Um, of course, it always has been since uh, Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that we need to address these things, and sometimes true. we have to be social activists. Uh, other times, we need to be loving. That's true. Well, all the time all we the need time. to be loving. Yes. But how that love, what that love looks like. Uh, can differ depending on the the topic mm-hmm. um, or uh, the situation. True, I would like for them to stay out of, of government. Like, to, stop trying to push your beliefs onto other people. It's fine for you to practice. Yeah. And if you feel somebody sinning, let that between be between them and their God. Okay. And you just so when mind you say, your business. So you're talking about like someone preaching against uh, President Trump. Or abortion too. Or abortion too. For that too. matter, yes. Well, homosexuality. Yeah. You don't agree with it. Yes, the Bible says this, but don't start to influence the people in power to make it a sin. You okay. Know? So, so and what you're it, saying is then don't try to lobby. Yes. Uh, you know, within the, within the government to get to a point where we're suppressing the rights of everybody else. Okay. Because you feel, I guess they feel like they're fighting in the name of Christ, so they're going to impose their beliefs on everybody else. Yeah. I'm not saying the church is responsible for that, but. It does feel like a lot gets done in the name of fighting sure. for your religion. Sure. Yeah. You know, and, and, it, and, it's, and it's funny because, like, uh, I, I don't know exactly how to respond to that because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there is on on the conservative side and the liberal side mm-hmm. a tendency, and I think a welcomed tendency, mm-hmm. of, of uh, lobbying for 
a particular viewpoint. Yes. You know, um, for instance, um, you know, the the right of, uh, well, let's just take the abortion debate. Okay. All right. Uh, the the liberal side of the, of the church, um, they do their best to, you know, to pro, uh, petition mm-hmm. uh, for uh, a woman's right to choose. Mm-hmm. And the conservative side yes. uh, will protest for the the life of the unborn of child, child. Yes. right? Uh, and so there's these you know, two points, and that's what makes, I think that's what makes our country great. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, does one side have more influence than the other? Yeah, probably. And is there corruption? Is there corruption in that? Definitely. Yes. Uh, you know. Uh, what I wouldn't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. In and, my opinion, I think we should have more forums yes. uh, and discussions about these things on all levels. True. Um, up to the, uh, up to you know up to the federal government. Uh, here's what I believe. Here's what you believe. You know, and the lawmakers you know can can decide that. We've gone a far away from that. Yes. Because you know, now it's whoever has the deepest pockets. It seems that's like. true. A lot but, of money running around making decisions yeah. for everybody else. I, I'd rather have reform than uh, throw everything out. Well, I'd rather just everybody stays out of it and just let people be to yeah. live their life and just live everybody in peace. As long as it doesn't hurt you, mm-hmm. let that be between that person and their God. You know, and, and, and I think the, the, the Christian response to that mm-hmm. is that we, we don't get involved because... Uh, because it offends us, uh, you know, and I'm, I, we we get involved because we care about the other person, uh, you know, like the reason why we evangelize. Okay. The reason why I I go out and tell people about Jesus mm-hmm. is not because I want to impose my beliefs on them. Mm-hmm. It's because I want them to uh, I want them to know the same God of love that I have experienced in my life. Okay. And and the God that transformed me mm-hmm. uh, from a drug addict to a Christian, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, is the same God who can transform them. Okay. Uh, you know, the God who's brought me through uh, my PTSD and mm-hmm. and has has you know has uh, has helped me through all of life's you know mental issues uh-huh. is the same God that can help you. Okay. You know, that's that that's that's what I think authentic Christianity needs you know is needs about. To be about. Yes. But that's what I hear. So back to why that doesn't make any sense for me. Sure. Yeah. So I understand that there's some people. I feel like some people, it's like a genetic predisposition. So Uh Christianity makes sense to some people. Like, did you have to work hard to get to where you are? Or just an open book and everything just made sense to you from the get-go? Oh, no, I had to work hard. Okay. Yeah, I had to work hard. No, I it wasn't like an open book. Everything made sense. Yes. Uh, I went to uh, I went to Bible college, uh, not understanding the difference between Genesis and Revelation. Uh, so why did you go to Bible college? I went to Bible college because I felt called. Okay. Um, I was in I was in uh, Mexico on a mission trip, mm-hmm. and I uh, I I asked if I could um, uh, if I could uh, help out in any way. And, uh, you know, outside of what we were doing, you know, and they mm-hmm. said, why don't you preach? Okay. And I said, uh, I don't preach. Oh. <laughs> and he goes, okay. well, it's really easy. You just, you know. Stand there and. You just talk about what you believe mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, and, and how God can change people's lives. Mm-hmm. And so I remember I actually preached on uh, uh, that Christianity is more than a T-shirt or a fish on your car. 
Okay. Uh, you know, it's about authenticity. It's about love. Yes. You know, and I, I never felt authentic in, yeah. in the church. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Goes uh, back to being there out of obligation because. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like going to church makes you as much as a Christian as being a car. Uh, being in a garage makes you a car. Exactly. You know. Yeah. And so. that's 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 the other thing I keep saying. Thank you for bringing that up because I feel like there's more than one way to be a good person. Yes. So just because. I'm not in the church doesn't mean I'm not out there doing good in some other way. I, I completely agree. Yeah. And, and, and for me, Christianity is not about doing good. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, that's how we should, we should, we should live doing good, yeah. you know, as Jesus did. Christianity is all about Christ. True. It's about worshiping uh, the God who loved us enough to die on the cross for our sins and resurrect from the grave. Right. And I know that's where you, you know, we have some theological issues, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But I'm okay. just saying that's what we rest our whole religion on, <laughs> you know. I hear. You. Uh, and so uh, I, I, I understand that you know I, you know that we all have good uh, deeds within us. Uh-huh. That, you know, there are humanitarians who are atheists. That's true. Uh, yeah. You know, I, yes. I agree with that. I, uh-huh. lo- I love that. Yes. Uh, but that doesn't define Christianity. Do you worry for them, the humanitarians who are I atheists? Yeah. I, do. I actually had a really close friend um, who who was an atheist but was a humanitarian. Came on mm-hmm. a mission trip because she believed in uh, helping other people, and I thought that was great. But okay. uh, I, I I am concerned uh, for um, you know her fate. Yeah. When I, judgment comes. Yeah, around. yeah, yeah. You know, because I I believe in what the Bible teaches. Okay. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think I would be a hypocrite if I didn't believe. And condemnation and, and health, you know, not from me, but from from God. And I know that's your biggest t- your biggest uh, holdup. Yes. You know, uh, and I, unfortunately, I don't know if I, I I have a I may have a reason for why God doesn't do uh, doesn't fix every problem with the magic wand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I I can't explain uh, to you why um, why hell is a necessity. That's yes. going to help you out <laughs> without, you know, without just being just factual, you know, okay. um, you know, hell is, is a place where people go uh, that chose not to live their life with Christ on here on earth. Okay. And, and you know, that's I mean, all. Hell, even though they were good people. Even though they're good people, because, you know, everybody is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, has, well, everybody has good, good intentions, mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, and, but everybody else does bad. And, you know, when the standard is perfection, you know, because mm-hmm. that's how we started this whole thing out, as perfect beings. Yes. Um, when the standard is perfection, we have to understand that we can't get perfection. Like, I can't, I can't, I, I can never be perfect, even as a Christian. I can't, I can't be perfect. Mm-hmm. But if I put my faith in the one who died for me so that I could be in heaven who was perfect, then that's, you know, that's all it takes. So let me run one difficult question by you. Okay. And I get the eye roll because sometimes it feels like such a simple question. No. So if God, as Christianity describes him, is Mm all-knowing, knows the future and what's in store for us, Uh how did he not see that Adam and Eve were going to succumb to temptation? He did. That was his intention all along. Uh, Not intention. That was his knowledge. So the question here is, did God purposely lead Adam and Eve to sin. You know, because he yeah. created he created the tree. Yes. He, you know, he created Satan. He did. Right? Um, did, so did he intentionally want them to sin? Uh-huh. No. Okay. Right. Um, I believe in a God of love. 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and a God who, who loves us freely also wants to be freely loved. This, isn't, this is a little bit more than free will. Okay. okay. But he wants to be freely loved. What do you mean by that, freely loved? So <laughs> imagine a world where God waved the magic wand. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was no choice. True. Because if there's no evil in the world, there's no choice. Uh-huh. You know? And then, well, yeah, we have no choice but to, but to love him. You know, and obey that, him so we don't get so, smitten by the magic wand. Right, right. So, yeah. so it's not true love. Mm-hmm. If, it's, if it's forced love, that makes God a love whore. <laughs> true. All right? Yeah. Right? A dictator. And, and, uh-huh. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> sorry, but this yeah. is the military coming out. Um, <laughs> You're fine. Yeah, but uh-huh. that's not who God is. Okay. God is a God who loves us enough to allow us to make choices, even when the choices he knows we are going to make are going to end up being bad. For everybody else from that point on. Yes, for everybody else. And there are consequences to that. There were earthly consequences as far as like the world, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, global warming is a part of that. You know, mm-hmm. um, those those global warming can be attributed to uh, men's bad decisions. True. That's, <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, hunger in this world uh, is attributed to people's greed. You know, uh, because we have enough money in the world to feed everybody. To True. feed everybody. We do. And if and if uh, there's a stat out there that was put out, uh, I forget who put it out. But if ten percent of uh, of Americans mm-hmm. gave of their income to end uh, hunger, we mm-hmm. would end it. Okay. We would end it. Uh, okay. Go ahead. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, so we. So yeah. Could God wave a magic wand? Yeah. Do mm-hmm. I think God even wants to wave the magic wand? Yes. He should. I think he wants to. Uh-huh. But he loves us enough to know that to know. Uh, to even know what we're doing and yet still allow it to happen so that we can choose freely um, to love others and to love him. So what about the victims of all this other people's choices? Are they supposed to accept that, you know, because I feel like sometimes that comes from a place of privilege. You, Mm -hmm. I mean, so somebody who has a kid dying right now of hunger, and you know this happens sometimes in all countries. So... They're supposed to accept this is God's will. No, I, I I reject the fact that that um that on a micro level mm-hmm. it was God's will for this one child to, to die of hunger. Yes. Um, I think of God's will on the macro level. Okay. All right, where it says that God's God's will it was to uh was to create a world. Where free, where free will was a possi- is a possibility, mm-hmm. so that free love could be, uh, uh, could could be given and received, right? Okay. And <clears throat> the consequences of that, mm-hmm. um, you know, are the con- are you know are the consequences of that? You can't like, if I if I create a system in my in, well in my in my house. Mm-hmm. I have six kids, <laughs> I, so if I create a rule uh-huh. in my house. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to, I can't force my kids to follow the rule, True. right? I have to, uh, I have to allow them, um, to not only break the rules, but to live out the consequences thereof. The rules. And yeah. that means some pretty bad things are going to happen, you know? Um, you know, as far as, you know, uh, the thing that they want, this is speaking out of privilege, mm-hmm. the things that they want, they're not going to have. 
Yeah. Right. Uh, and I think that's what the world has turned into. See, the, the, the problem is, is that we're trying to see this uh, from the, the first level uh, consequence. When we're talking, depending upon your view of, you know, how old our earth is, you know, a whole long time of consequences just building up on each other. So with that analogy of you being like the parent mm-hmm. and your child's free will, mm-hmm. So let's say you get your child a pet okay. and lay out the expectations and the rules about taking care of this pet. Mm-hmm. And your child fails to, uh, I guess, rep- responsibly care for this pet. Mm-hmm. You see the pet suffering. Mm-hmm. At what point do you intervene and say, you know, enough is enough? <laughs> Are you going to let the pet get emaciated and mm-hmm. die of neglect before you step in or... You just gotta okay. What you happen. Let me carry. Let me let me ask that by asking another question. Yes. If the uh, if the parent if the child was an adult child. Okay. Okay. So you, you raised this child up. Uh-huh. You taught this child right and wrong. Uh-huh. You know. You did everything you were supposed to do as a parent. And this child, mm-hmm. who is now an adult, making mm-hmm. their own decisions, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, buys this dog. And uh, and does the same thing. Uh, do you have any right mm-hmm. to uh, to force that dog, you know, force that person to do the right thing with the dog? Now you will you will do what you can to explain to them what they're doing. Yes. You will you you will even try to sneak food in. Yes. But if you don't... If I was going to ask about that. Why doesn't he nudge a little help to the people who are But systematically, yes. uh, you know, the, the problem is still there. Mm-hmm. Because the, the child, the adult child... Is still it, in a position of power. Yes, it was, in, it was within the position of power, right? And you have no legal right to do anything, right? And, and, unless you call the cops... And you know, and, and animal cruelty laws are thrown in, right? Yes. Okay. So let's take this is where this is the scenario where mm-hmm. we're at with God. You know, we uh, we are given the rights of adult children yes. of God to make our own decisions, to have our own, you know, um, to have our own things, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and to and to do our own thing and to do our own things. And you know, God, yeah, God can <laughs> give us little nibbles no, here and yeah. there, but unless it's dealt with systematically. It's not going to happen. It's not going to be fixed, right? Um, and and God does promise that one day, the systemat- He will fix this systematically. Do you feel like that's a crutch, though? Because then the people who are being oppressed mm-hmm. or taken advantage of, because I've dealt with Christians like that, and it's the most frustrating thing. Sure. They'll use, somebody does you wrong, and they'll use scripture. Oh, they say to turn the other cheek, and God will take care of that. Yeah. So then they watch people like take advantage of them in in the name of religion and their cop out is I'm going to pray for them. That's no. all I can do. No, that's Which not. Which brings us back to activism. Yeah, I, yes. exactly. Because I believe that it is our duty mm-hmm. as Christians to stand up for the poor, to mm-hmm. stand up for the for the unjust. Yes. Sorry, for justice. Yes. You know, not mm-hmm. the unjust, but the justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, stand up for justice and to and to uh, to help those who cannot help themselves. Okay. Uh, and I and I think unfortunately that's counterculture to American Christianity, mm-hmm. um, you know, which has a global influence. That's true. Um, you know, uh, and so yeah, no, I, I think, and, and I also think this is part of um, God's plan. Mm-hmm. We'll say, 
that the reason that he doesn't get involved is because he left millions of us uh, to to do what you know, to do what uh, he wants us to do to you know to be the good in the world. Okay. To, you know, uh, if you look out throughout the history of the world, uh, orphanages started by the Christian started through Christianity. Okay. Hospitals started through Christianity. Yes. Mm-hmm. Schools, universities, mm-hmm. all started through Christianity. Okay. Right. Uh, and and we have lost that. Yes, I feel like at some point somebody realized there was money to be made in this or power to be wielded, right. and now it's being used or subverted yeah. for other things. Yeah, and the people being oppressed are kind of left to no choice because right. this is what the leader says. We have, have been do. the church has been weakened by our own laziness. That's true. Okay, and I agree. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's not how it should be. Okay, and that's not how the Bible teaches that it should be. Yep. You know, God empowered us mm-hmm. through the Holy Spirit yes. to to do the to do the works because Jesus says, "Whatever you do for the least of these, so you do for me." Okay. You know, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, mm-hmm. uh, invite the stranger in. Uh, you know, uh, visit the sick. Oh, yeah. You know, okay. visit the prisoner. Mm-hmm. All those things, right? Yeah. And we don't do it. So on to another difficult question. Okay. <laughs> because you said you say you have a doctorate in Christianity. So I'm sure you spread you've uh, looked into like the history of Christianity. I have, yes. Uh, I have a doctorate. I'm getting my doctorate in theology and in, in preaching. Okay. Uh, I have a I have a master's in theology. Okay. Just so I don't want to give the wrong impression to my oh, audience. That's right? okay. Yeah. But yes, I, I I have studied this extensively. extensively. Thank yes. you. <laughs> all right. So you do know what you're talking about. So based on the history, was it really necessary for all? I guess it's bloodshed and suffering to take place in nope. the name of spreading Christianity. Nope, sure wasn't. Okay. That was the blackest eye in the history of Christianity. Okay. Uh, you know, the mere fact that, you know, you look in the New Testament and you see an oppressor mm-hmm. kill all the, all the, all the children mm-hmm. that were two years and under, you know, be, yeah. uh, because they didn't believe the way that he wanted to, you know, he was, cause he was afraid that the Messiah was in that group or even back in the old Testament mm-hmm. where, uh, Pharaoh, you know, you know, where, you know, Pharaoh would, uh, oppress the, oppress those people, mm-hmm. uh, the way that he did, you know, and then, and then you see, uh, you know, the, uh, uh the, uh, what's, uh, what's the name of it? The Inquisition, uh, and, and all those conquests of the middle ages that yes. happened. Uh, and you say, how, guys, how, how could you? How could you do that? Yeah. There's, there's nothing Christian about, about killing that. people who disagree with you. There's, there, there, there's nothing, nothing yes. like that. Paul himself went to Mars Hill, and 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 looked at people who disagreed with him, mm-hmm. and said, hey, let's talk. Not let's fight. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And or so, listen to me, or you all die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I unequivocally reject. Okay. Any, any acts of violence. Mm. For the sake of "quote unquote" Christianity, okay. you know, so uh, KKK monsters, mm-hmm. every last one of them, and not one of them is Christian. I, I you know, it, it, look I, to my audience right now. Yes. If you are a member of the KKK, you are not a Christian. <laughs> okay, you need to check yourself. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, people who, uh, you know, people who uh, who who kill. Uh, let's go back to the '90s. The ones mm-hmm. who bombed the abortion clinics, not a Christian act. But they did it in the name of Christianity. They did it in the name of Christianity. Yes. But I don't think Jesus would say that that was in the name of Christianity. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Jesus himself says, there are a lot of people who will call me Lord, Lord, and I, and I will know them not. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, no. Violence should never be a part of Christianity. Oh, yes. Uh, specifically, Jesus and Peter, when Peter cut off the ear of mm-hmm. the soldier, did Jesus say, yeah, let's do it? <laughs> no, and Jesus said, Peter, stop. What are yes, you doing? Yes. This is not how it's supposed to be done. And he even healed the guy. 
and uh, he, that the ears got cut off, that whose ear got cut off. And I feel like so, that's something the church needs to do in this modern time as well, is acknowledge mistakes of the past sure. that got us to the point we are right now. Yeah. No, I don't see a problem. I kind with of that. feel like that gets glossed over sometimes, you know? right? Because yeah. no one wants to go to church and be bummed out. Yes, about the things, <laughs> given ashamed for the things they have done right. in the past. And, 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 and I think a lot of Christians today would even say, "Well, I didn't do it." That's true. Nor would I support it. Uh-huh. You know, and this goes yeah. to that whole idea of, you know, should we be blamed for the uh, for the stupidity of our ancestors? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, and I don't know. I, my, my answer is no, I don't think I should be blamed, mm-hmm. but I should do what I can to make sure that, that, that the people who've been oppressed know that I love them and care for them as they are. In this day and age, yes. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't put blame on me. That just no. puts action on me. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what the church should do. I agree. You know? I agree. That needs to be done. So I can acknowledge the pain of the past because I had no part in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, however. But some people get defensive and feel like they're yeah. being shamed for something. Yeah, somebody, exactly. Yeah, before them did. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, look, and, and you know, we, we need to wrap up. I could talk uh-huh. another hour with you. Me too. <laughs> uh, uh, but, you know, let's, let, let's hit the, the, this last point. Mm-hmm. If you were to consider church again, because you said you might be, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Um, what, would that look, what would that church look like for you? Uh, I want someone who acknowledges it, like a church that or a leader that acknowledges they don't have all the answers. All right. And we could work on it together. Yes. Uh, like we went over, someone who acknowledges the mistakes or the stains of the past. Yeah. That Christianity in the state is in today is not perfect. We have done some pretty crappy things to get to where we are right now. Yes. Uh, probably a church that asks the difficult questions mm-hmm. and is not afraid to go there, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, and I guess one more would be one that, and I know this is not all of them, but like the super churches where people are living in so much wealth, mm-hmm. asking for money, donate so I can buy a private jet to, you know, <sighs> or spread religion. Look, all, so, I'm pretty sure 85% mm-hmm. of Christianity hates prosperity gospel <laughs> that's that's what i was looking for yes <laughs> i'm pretty i'm pretty sure we're all there uh, yes but uh i get you but some people are drawn to that because they yeah. want to be part of that too yeah so hopefully leave the money side out of it and acknowledge at some point it's just largesse you don't need that much to yeah. lead a congregation and lead responsibly exactly right yeah exactly so right. probably just tailor it to the modern times i know a lot of it is based in history but we need to look at how that affects us in this day and age right and Well, look, you know, and I think you would find that, um, you know, a a modern day worship service Mm -hmm. uh, outside of the acknowledgement piece Mm -hmm. would hit most of those for you. Um, And 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 I I will say this because it hit me when you were talking that Jesus himself said in Revelation Uh that uh, the church isn't acting the way it should. Uh, okay. There's the letters. Even way back then. Yeah, even way back then. Uh, <laughs> okay. Because letters to, he wrote he wrote letters to the church, mm-hmm. churches in Revelation, and he says, you, he, he accused Ephesus mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, uh, falling out of love. You know, you've forgotten your first love. You're like, you need to get back. You're doing all these good things, but you're not doing them the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he, he accused Laodicea of being uh, lukewarm. Mm-hmm. He says, I wish you were cold or hot. He says, but you're just neutral. There. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, he even said he was going to, he wanted to puke that church out. Uh, 
This yeah. is yeah, this in the original language. Uh-huh. Right. So yeah, so I, I think a pastor should acknowledge the same things that Jesus acknowledges mm-hmm. and that the Peter acknowledges yeah. that Paul acknowledged back in the day. Yes. You know, uh, and I think that's I think that's very healthy for us to uh-huh. do, you know. So I want to thank you for being on the podcast. This has thank been a you. lot of fun for me. Oh, thank you. Me too. I feel uh, like I got a lot of stuff out my chest that just needed to come out. But well, yeah. good. I'm, I, 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 that was an, uh, an unknown uh, side effect of this, and I'm yes. glad that you could get some things off your it chest. It was cathartic for me. Thank um, you very much. And, and you know, I will. Uh, I, I would love to talk about this more with you offline. Absolutely. Uh, and so we'll, we'll schedule that, and yeah. then you know, maybe down the road, yeah. uh, we can get you back on the podcast and, and, and say, okay, well, here's here's Free where I'm at day. now. <laughs> yes. And I'm not. Yes. You know, I have a hope mm-hmm. there. But even if, you know, we still disagreed, yes. you know, uh, that you would come back and say, yeah, I learned a whole lot, okay. you know, and, and that would be cool. I would love to have you back. Based on this conversation alone, I think that is a possibility. Awesome. So, Yay. Okay. Yeah. All right. All well, right. Frida, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. All right. All right. Uh, for the, uh, for my listeners, uh, if you have any questions or comments on today's uh, podcast, uh, you can check us out on our Facebook page. I usually post the podcasts there. Uh, You can email me directly with questions, Larry at cornerstonerock.org. And if you are looking for a church that will, uh, you know, have those kind of dialogues with you, uh, we invite you to check out our church uh, every Sunday morning at 9 and 1030. Uh, You can find more information about us at cornerstonerock.org. And uh, we will see you next time on the Coffee and Conversation podcast.